0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Hey, I'm Ray. And I'm Dean. And we're from Joy
0: Breakfast. We hope you enjoy this Joy podcast.
1: It's quarter to eight and you're on Joy Brecky with Rach and Dean and we have in the studio the very, very lovely Cal from Well Well Well. well. Uh, we're debunking all sorts of theories today. We're all yeah, over the place, aren't we?
0: We thought we were um, gonna be talking about gender pay gaps. But uh, we discussed that yesterday, Okay. um, which would have fit in really well. But instead we're talking (laughs) about gender pain gaps, which also fits in really well because I've got a bloody sore shoulder and I know that's not (laughs) all we're talking about, (laughs) but, you know, My pain is relevant.
2: Well, a lot of people (laughs) didn't realize that last month, the the Victorian government actually put out the results from a survey where they uh, surveyed Victorian women around their experiences of chronic pain. Mm. Um, And this was actually start to build the evidence base around knowing that this is a legitimate issue. um, And it's been brushed aside for basically far too long. So tonight, Mm. Jacinta and I are actually going to talk to the Minister for Health, Marianne Thomas, about the findings from this. Because this flew under a lot of people's radar. And a lot of people, I think, misheard it and thought people were just talking about the gender pay gap when it comes Mm. to salary. Um, But no, we are in fact talking about the experiences of pain of women, especially chronic pain. And um, one of the big findings was that four in ten Victorian women live with some form of chronic pain. That's
0: huge. Because let's take this into the pay as well, right? Because if they're experiencing Mm -hmm. greater Like whatever the word is Levels of pain That then they're probably Missing out on work They have to take more time off They have more doctor's appointments That sort of thing So then therefore They're losing out on The financial equality Mm. as well Because of the pain inequality
2: Absolutely That is You know And that's (gasps) one of those things That they're totally interrelated And I think It also speaks to to, Like the fact that we are That these survey findings Are in a way Groundbreaking Is actually kind of sad Because The reality is, is that for a lot of women, this this media release that came out was not a big surprise. It wasn't news, mm-hmm. but the fact that it hasn't been taken seriously, it hasn't actually been you know, it quantified. It hasn't been put into, and it's and it's prompted a lot of reforms to support women's health. Um, but you know, it's chronic pain related to things like complications with menstruation, yeah. endometriosis, complications with pregnancy, menopause, um, and so it's you know, it's it, you could you know, be your bloody shoulder as well, I suppose. <laughs> but but yeah,
1: there is a reality. Look. It's a reality for you know, bodies are different, and there's a reality for women's lived experience that there are more things that come with that and more things that need to be cared for that aren't focused on or looked at in any way, shape, or form in the way they need to when we're looking at health, especially like you said, Rach, with the workplace.
0: Yeah, this like, what is the intention of this, um, these findings to be used for?
2: Well, they're actually, this is only the first step. The survey was only the first part and they're now actually doing an inquiry into women's pain. And so Mm -hmm. people can actually contribute to that. I think, believe now... I'll be talking to Mary Ann Thomas tonight about it, but it's through ju- uh, July of this year. Mm-hmm. You can actually submit your kind of personal ex- stories and experiences to inform how they develop that. So they've kind of quantified, if you will, like when we look at research, we always look at qualitative and quantitative research. So qualitative is more around, you know, uh, people's experiences and talking about the, qua- like qualitative, like quality, like, yeah. like, you know, fishing out the sort of finer kind of details. Whereas quantitative is the numbers, you yeah. know, your leap years,
1: your your. Fancy <laughs> <moments>. <laughs> you know what I think that would be really Really, really interesting about this is already just in my mind the breadth of differences that will exist within that data when people start to give their, their personal experiences. Because if I'm just thinking about, like, conversations where you have, Rachel, other conversations I have with my friend, even conversations I have with my mum. It's so very different when you look at what women's health is, even just in relation to these things that are chronic pain. Well, and that's the other aspect, is it's about opening up that dialogue, because the thing that we do hear so many times when we do
2: women's health episodes on Well, 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 is there's a lot of times that women, whether they're going through menopause or younger women going through complications with menstruation, they just, there's not knowledge sharing. They're not, I think the taboo around a lot of women's health issues means that people aren't talking about what's going on. And, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, we've talked about in sexual health as well. And I guess that's the one thing I want, like all listeners, that even if you don't think this directly relates to you, if you were not assigned female at birth, you're not an LGBTIQ woman, you know, th- listening to this show, I invite you to listen to the conversation through the lens of like, how does that parallel other experiences? Because those principles are still there when we talk about sexual health and addressing the taboo and passing that knowledge on to one another, you know, that it's those directly relate. And why have we been able to make the That we have in sexual health, like in a country like Australia, but haven't made that progress with regard to cultivating a a positive culture around women's health. Mm. So, you know, yeah, you should give a damn.
0: I'm super curious as to like what defines it as a chronic pain versus just like the sort of pain that people just put up with and (sighs) don't.
2: Well, this is the thing. I think that a lot of people don't realize what they're experiencing is chronic pain. So right. when we talk about pain, and I actually have suffered from chronic pain due to a back, a long standing back injury. And of course, chronic pain is experienced by everybody, not just uh, women, but. Yeah. In chronic. The difference between chronic pain and what we would call acute pain is a like cute a, Yes, there you yes. go. Acute pain is not so cute. No, um, it's just for a short period of time. So it's like an injury. You break your arm. That's going to hurt for a period of time. It's cute because it's small. It's it's cute because it's a small period yeah. of time. But ongoing pain, especially things that have existed for more than like say three months, mm. is long standing chronic pain. Wow. You know, and that's yeah, that's a thing.
0: That's so crazy. Mm. We let's get more into this. We're going to listen to a song right now. This is Alfie Templeton, Eyes Wide Shut.
1: It's ten minutes to eight. You're on Joe Brecky with Rach and Dean. Joy. It's six minutes to eight. You're on Joe Brecky with Rach and Dean. And we have Cal with us as we talk about the gender pain gap.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious as to obviously pain can influence people's mental health. and 100%. Just off air just then, we spoke about the fact that some pain conditions are being treated with mental health condition, you know, antidepressants.
2: I only just found this out while working on this sh- on well, 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 well this week, and I was my mind was blown that that was that there was such a strong belief that this this pain is just psychological, and so we're going to just treat it with you know antidepressants. I was like, that's crazy,
1: isn't it? Funny, we hear for years about how a women's health or needs were tr- like, especially in regards to menstruation, were treated wrongly or incorrectly, treated as a mental health issue, things like that. And we think, uh, oh, surely we're past that now. We've gone past that now, but we're still in this scenario where you know chronic um, needs that women face every single day and not being treated in the right way
2: it's you know and i i think it comes back to for me you know it just goes to speak around how we have so many discrepancies that there are people that experience health inequity you know that's literally 50 percent of our population there that's experiencing is a health equity and we're not doing enough about it and it is really great to see you know the government, you know, since Allen's government and and Marianne Thomas kind of finally making some traction on this, you know, and that's not due to their inactivity. They're they're fighting an uphill battle that long exists long past them. Mm. But yeah, I mean, Rachel, you're absolutely right. There's there's so many forms of like chronic pain. I think we'd actually don't understand pain well enough and Mm. the experiences of pain well enough. When you look at conditions like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, things like that. There's a lot of stuff we just simply don't know. Yeah. Um and I think that, you know, having these conversations and, and exploring this a little bit more. And I mean like I said, this you know, there's been a long the team of us that work on Well 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 have been kind of going, Oh, we'd like to do pain series. And and there are some people doing some really interesting research out there. Um, This has kind of related my interest in uh, research around pelvic pain amongst trans men and yeah
0: Have you seen the videos? I think it is a US-based company that actually have those pain simulators that they go to, like, exhibitions and stuff and they get men to come and they go, okay, so this is what – so they put the patches on the stomach and they say, so this is what the average woman's period feels like and they say, you know, average. However, this is how this amount of the population feels, this is how this amount of the population feels and – um they talk about, like, the expectations of women to work through that pain and just show up to work even though they're feeling this. And there's, like, you know, these these men who are like, oh, yeah, I can handle it, that then are, like, crippled down on the ground with tears in their eyes. And it's like, yeah, like, this here's is a, a really good reflection of it. Um, a
1: monthly experience yeah. that women have, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is, it is truly... Fascinating. So, And you're going to dive into that
1: more tonight on the show, aren't you? Absolutely. And we're going to hear about the reforms that
2: they're making, the changes that have prompted this. And like I said, there's that inquiry into women's pain, which is open now, and it goes
1: until, I think, the end of July. Um, But, yeah, look for that. The gender pain gap. So we're going to absolutely listen tonight, and hopefully that will also be able to point people in the right direction on yeah. where they can be a part of Yeah, it. absolutely. After 9
2: o'clock tonight, head
1: to the Joy website, joy.org.au slash
2: well, and we'll have links to the out
1: on the show page. And we will have links to... Joy, um, well, Well, Well's podcast <laughs> in our podcast of today's show. Before we let you go, I just want to also say a huge shout out and congratulations to the team at Well, 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 who've been nominated for a Media and Excellence Award for the Victorian Pride Awards. You're uh, listening uh, to Joy it takes oh, a whole, to It takes a whole team and it's an absolutely amazing show that we have here on Joy and it, it's really great. Look, we're pretty proud of it. It's a pretty amazing legacy. I mean, I haven't been a part of it for the
2: whole uh, 900 episodes, but the show's been on air for nearly 20 years. Yeah. We're, we're, and you're what, 21? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to see that next sleep year that we don't have. Um, no, um, Yeah, the team, I, 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 and I won't even attempt to n- name all of the presenters that we have had on the show over the years. But yeah, we've been really fortunate. And I have to say, too, you know... Uh, it amazes me Because Well 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 Has been on air For so long It always amazes me When I go to talk to somebody And I think Oh they're They're not going to talk to us Like they're mm. two High flyers Academics Researchers from other parts Of the world And then they're like Oh yeah well 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 Sure And I'm like Wait what? Yeah. So I guess Yeah I guess We're on to something good So thank you very much Yeah we're looking forward to it um, It is our second nomination We've never won um, But uh-huh. uh,
0: because-
2: <laughs> 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 Triggered <laughs> Triggered Sorry You've got
0: it You've got this <laughs> (laughs) Fingers and toes crossed. Thank you so much, Cal. Definitely tune in to Well, 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 9 o'clock tonight. It's two minutes to eight. You're on Joy Breakfast. Hey, I'm Rage. And
1: I'm Dean. And I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of the fun we bring to air as a part of Joy Breakfast
0: during weekdays. Don't forget to tune in from 7 till 9am or like and subscribe to the Joy Podcast. And keep yourself out loud and proud.